Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train! Welcome to the Wacky Walleye Cutting Edge Outdoors Show. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on 1250 AM, The Fan. That's right, folks. Every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 AM, Dan Bush and myself, Tom Neubauer, invite you to hop on board the crazy train for a fun and informative two-hour ride. That's right, two hours. You know, we've been on the air for 14 or 15 years, every Saturday morning right here at this station, and uh, you, we always invite you to join in if you want. If you've got questions or comments, all you got to do is call us at 414-799-1250 or... You can email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. Sam Schmitz is on the board today, and of course, I welcome you all, and Dan, good morning. Yeah, good morning, and you're right, Tom, we always welcome to call us at 414-799-1250 with a fishing report, hunting report, fishing question, hunting question, marital advice question, what kind of drapes to get for your house, what kind of sod delay, anything you need to know. Although, actually, I think if you're going to ask what kind of linoleum or uh, siding, wait for Mike McGivern's show. He has that nary house improvement <laughs> stuff. You and I yeah. don't know that. Although, you're pretty knowledgeable, Tom. You, you know a little bit about everything, especially gardening. Well, the gardening, and of course, when uh, when you've owned a ho- home for a while, you you do some of the repairs yourself, you know. And it's a trial and error thing, you know, you you experiment, and sometimes it doesn't go right, but then again, there's always YouTube to help you out to do it the right way, so. I, you know what, 
I don't know how a guy could tie his shoes back in the day without YouTube, man. Yeah, I mean, you can figure out everything. I learned how to use my hummingbird locators, um, you know, by YouTube. So, yeah, and, and Dave Olson helped me for a little bit out there, showed me one or two things. But, uh, yeah, pretty fascinating. Let me ask you this, Tom. What do you know about burgers? Uh, burgers? You mean like hamburgers? Hamburgers, yes. I don't know. What do you mean? What do I know about? I don't know. What do you know? Do you make a good hamburger? Do you grill grill out for yeah. like a holiday weekend? You do. Yeah, make them indoors, outdoors, whatever. Yeah, sure. Is there a specific type of beef that you prefer? Well, I, I prefer ground chuck. Ground chuck. But uh, okay. but ground beef is fine, or any other ground you know thing off of a cow is fine. <laughs> you know? What what the chuck? Or, well, chuck isn't chuck just one that's a little more lean? Less fat? No, is that... no, it's, it's, it has a little bit more fat in it. Oh, the which opposite. Make, which makes them a little more juicy, yeah. Okay. And then, well, the reason I ask this is uh, I got a list here I was going to run by. I found it kind of interesting. Um, I believe it's Fox News is reporting on the top 10 burger, burger joints in the United States. Oh, and I yeah. thought it kind of interesting. Um, the number one place to get a burger best burger in the world i guess in the united states is beck's prime in houston texas famous for their grounding their certified angus beef on site since 1985 so of course you and i have never been there number two I, is the burger. i think i Go was ahead. you were i might have been yeah Re really back when you were like a world famous fishing celebrity traveling the world in international bass tournaments <laughs> well i wouldn't go that far but yeah yeah, I think I was at that one outside of Houston. It's a pretty famous place. Bex, okay. It, yeah, so that's and number one. The other burger. one, I wonder it, if you've been to this one. Yeah. The burger joint in New York City comes in second and is known for keeping a small menu focused primarily on burgers, fries, and beer. Um, no. Ever been? Nope, okay. Never heard of it, no. Third, third place, Denver, Colorado, the Cherry Cricket offers a seemingly endless list of toppings. Specially created uh, burgers by its in-house chefs. Ever been there? Cherry no, Cricket? No, no. no. Okay. Uh, here's another one. Number four is 4505 Burgers and Barbecue in San Francisco. Uh, they're famous for their uh, famous special secret sauce, I guess. That's, that's one. Then here's one that's closer. Uh, number seven. Let's see. Kuma's Corner in Chicago. Can never you, heard uh, of it. Never heard of it. I'll bet one of our listeners been there. I'll bet, you know, my client, Dr. Sandy from Chicago. I'm going to ask him when I take him fishing in a week or so. Uh, it says this popular Illinois restaurant has more than a dozen burgers, uh, and uh, which are named after popular bands. That sounds pretty cool. I'll get the McCartney. I'll get the yeah. Beatles burger, please. Uh, yeah, let's ask see him to bring you one. There we go. Anyway, yeah. they go through the whole list here. And not a one is from Wisconsin. And, uh, you know, I was thinking about it. We got some pretty good burger joints in Wisconsin here. Oh, uh, yeah. I grew up in Green Bay where Kroll's Burgers, they got the toasted kind of a buns and then the butter all over the burger. Uh, I'd say that's that's been one of the best burgers I've ever had. Um, Culver's makes a good burger, I know, but I've never been a huge fan, to be honest with you. I, I go there and it's good, but I, didn't I don't care know. for their burger, actually. Okay. I, I, I mean, I wasn't real happy with the way it was done. No. Oh, oh, really? Okay. You know what my See, favorite one is? Believe it or not. What's that? I've, I've had burgers at different bars and all that, and I can't remember their names, and they were all good. 
But I got to tell you, my favorite burger is a Burger King Whopper. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, but that's my favorite one. <laughs> you know, Tom, you truly are a sodbuster. Let me tell I you, know. I thought I'm a sodbuster wearing flannel shirts all the time. But by God, it doesn't make much to take make Tom happy. Just get him a good two-for-one Whopper deal, and you're a happy, happy guy. That's Except right. don't don't get the one made out of uh, out of uh, um, vegetable. Vegetable. No, yeah, no, get no, through me. I wouldn't me. want that one. No. I, I will put a, I will put a word in uh, out here. Uh, the Intimidator at Park Avenue is a pretty darn good burger. They put a special sauce on that one. Billy Hose down the street has good burgers. Monday, it's only like seven bucks for a burger. And uh, sports stock for years uh, used to be guy Denny worked out there. He told me a secret on using the Lowry seasoning salt and then wait till it just starts to bubble and flip it. And uh, I've used that on my venison burger grills. I'd say Lowry's is the way oh, to yeah, go. Oh yeah, Lowry's but is excellent. Yeah, definitely. Got to get that. I guess we got a caller though, Tom. All right, sounds good. All right, let's go to Tex listening to us in his big truck. Hey, good morning, Tex. Hey, Tex. Well, good morning. You guys are trying to make me hungry, even though I just ate breakfast. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, we have a burger joint. Uh, it's like a old-style diner there. The grease is just running off the burgers. But, boy, I tell you what, it's been around forever, and everybody still loves it, you know. Well, that, yeah. that, that grease is important, Tex. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it makes me the man you, I am it's, today. It's, <laughs> hey, it might not be good for you, but it tastes darn good. Hey man, it's good yeah, for the testosterone you. level. Right, right. Yeah, well, you got to get all those for those you. fats. You need those fats. I've been reading about this. Not that yeah, I'm concerned yeah. about my testosterone level. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, I was listening to your podcast last week, Eric. I can't always catch you live, and uh, you guys were talking about Washington Island up there in Death's Door, and I just had to chuckle because the first time I ever went out of Gill's Rock across there on the ferry. It was my first time ever, and I got a, I'm on a flatbed semi with a whole house package, and I'm watching the ferry come across, and then I don't see the ferry come across. I'm like, this is not good. I mean, the waves were definitely bad, and I, I, that ferry just looked like it was in a washing machine, just the way it was rocking around all over those waves, and it was scary. And then they, they're telling me, okay, now you got to back onto this ferry. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> you know... <laughs> That had to be some huge waves if the ferry would disappear. That I mean, that's a big vessel. I mean, it unbelievable. Was. It was rainy and windy, and oh my gosh, it was not good, you know. But I understand why they call it what they call it, you know. So, but hey, I got a fishing report for you and a question for Tom. Um, I was up. Uh, I decided to go scouting up on a lake up north and uh, found some crappie. And they looked like they were getting up on their beds, like at four feet of water. And they were uh, didn't have any live bait, but I pulled out uh, Tom's uh, recommendation, the old mini mites, and I took the uh, bait mate Max scent and put that on there, and they just ate that up all day. It was just wonderful. Well, that's but great, excellent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was. That's the first time I ever really fished, you know, dedicated to the mini mite and. Uh, but I just put that under actually a slip bobber, and they just hammered it. You know, we had a little bit of waves, a little wind. and uh, But my question is, is today it's 20 degrees colder. Do you think they would move out a little deeper, or uh, you think I should go with uh, 
more of a crawler or a piece of crawler on a no on I a would, mini mite or what would you do? I would still use the mini mite and I would just go off to the first uh, uh, weed line break. First weed line break. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what I would do because I'm sure they're going to move out. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think out. they would move drastically out? I mean, well, ten out, feet deeper. Or? Yeah, out a little deeper, out to where the first deep deep weed line break is. You know, where it starts to drop off on the weed line. Yeah. Just the first one. Okay. And it depends okay. on where the weed line is. You know, depending on the lake, it could be at six feet. It could be at twelve feet. You know. Uh, oh, yeah. What color mini mite did you use? Uh, actually, I didn't do any good with your black one, but I I had uh, mostly pink, and then when I ran out of pink, because <laughs> I was catching a lot, I'm not bragging, but uh, after they ate those up, then I ended up going to orange, and they ate those. So those yeah. were my two colors. So I made sure I stocked up this week. Well, I never, I have never recommended black. I don't know where you got that from. Well, Nick. somebody somebody did call our show and mention black. I think. yeah, but my favorite is, I mean the. The, my favorite is the orange, and next favorite it would be the white, and then believe it or not, that 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 pink bubblegum type color, that's been yep. really hot last couple of years. Yeah, it is. Now this yeah. water is just slightly stained. Was there a certain color I should lean towards with the stained water? Yeah, the orange. The orange. Okay. Yeah. You know where I'm getting that orange and black is from your uh, uh, spinner bait. I believe it's. Oh yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, that's where right. I'm getting that from. Well, hey, I listen to you guys every week. It's not live on the podcast, so uh, hope you guys have a great holiday and stay out of trouble. Okay. Thanks, Tex. Thanks, Tex. Good talking. Be safe. Um. Hey, Danny. Yeah. I, I was going to say real quick uh, before I get to this email. Uh, I don't think I've ever ate a burger I didn't like. Just wasn't happy with how sometimes they were made. But I think I liked them all, no matter where I was. So, yeah. Uh, okay, I... here. This is from uh, an old friend of mine, Gary. He's selling a boat. Um, it's a, a 1974 Low Jumbo V16. It's a rowboat. It's got two swivel seats, one removable center swivel seat, a roller trailer, hummingbird wide view locator, oars, and the transom is rated for up to a 30-horse outboard. It's a thick-gauge aluminum. It's 65 inches wide. Uh, it's it's a heavy-duty aluminum rowboat, you know, and he's selling it for $350. That's the boat and the trailer. And the phone number, if anybody's interested, is... Two six two five one zero three seven eight nine. That's two six two five one zero thirty seven eighty nine. And I'll repeat it in the seven o'clock hour. Anyway, that's it, Danny. That's it. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, one tip for uh, grilling burgers. We kind of mentioned it. The Lowry's. Um, if you do uh, venison burgers, now I like to do the venison burgers on the grill special occasions and I don't have mine mixed with beef or anything but you can jazz the burger up with not only Lowry's but you can mix it up you know I kind of chop it up put a bunch of seasonings and stuff in there whatever happens to be in the pantry maybe some garlic powder or something then I reform the patties Uh, I have at times uh, maybe put a little bit of Italian dressing in there to keep it a little bit moist and uh, and then you cook it and throw some cheese Uh, Maybe melt some butter, put it on there, and onions and uh, peppers. And I'll tell you what, 
you can make a great venison burger and, and don't get regular hamburger buns. They get all soggy and mushy. Go get the big Kaiser rolls at like pick and save. Get those big giant rolls and then you can put a huge hunk of meat on there. And I'll tell you what, I've had some venison burgers that were about as good as any burgers I ever had and I made them myself. Yeah, a couple of other ingredients that are really good. and One, one ingredient that's really good is uh, Worcestershire sauce. Uh, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. And Nobody also, does. And um, also um, uh, soy sauce, adding a little soy sauce in there. But Worcestershire sauce is real good. And someone told me to keep it moist, use uh, the Parmesan cheese that you mix that in there. That, that sounds like the cheese that you, you know, like you shake on your yeah. pizza. Yeah. And that you mix that up in there and then it, it melts when it gets cooked. And that, that that's a tip that I haven't tried yet, but that sounds like a great idea to me. Yeah, and, and you know, depending how thick you make them, I don't like real thick burgers, but depending on how thick you make them, you can, like, let's say make a thin patty and then put cheese in the, in, in the middle and then put another thin patty over it and then kind of seal it up so that, you know, when you're cooking the burger, it, the, the, the cheese in the middle melts, all right? And so when you bite into it, you've got this melted cheese in the middle. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. 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 They, now they, I'm getting hungry like Tex. Yeah. Jeez whiz. Hey, listen, we got, we're up against a break real quick, so uh, let's take this first break, and when we come back, maybe we'll have a little uh, fishing report here. So stay sounds tuned, good. folks. We'll be right back with more of the Wacky Walleyes Cutting Edge Outdoors. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast welcome back to 
the Wacky Walleyes Cutting Edge Outdoors. We are presented by Bait Mate Fish Attractant. And uh, as Tex mentioned, uh, put that uh, Bait Mate, uh, the, uh, the spray on there on your uh, mini mites when you catch the panfish. It seems to jazz it up a little bit. And uh, we do have, uh, Tom's going to give us a fishing report. Tom, maybe you can tell us about your son's new boat. After 7 o'clock, we will get a report from Mr. Paul Mihalik. And at quarter to eight, our last segment, uh, Dale Strosheim from Wacky Walleyes, hopefully will have the time to uh, give us a bay report. So with that, right. take her away, uh, Tom. Well, on uh, Tuesday, this last Tuesday, my son Nick, he bought a, bought a new boat. I mean, not new. It was new to him. It was a used uh, Alumacraft Magnum 165CS with a 90-horse Merc on the back. And it came with everything, bow mount, electric motor, uh, a locator's front and back, you know, on the console and on the front. And everything you'd need in a boat was in there. You know, it was all set to go, brand new trailer. Uh, it, w- it was really a nice, nice deal, very nice deal. Anyway, so on Wednesday, we took it out in the afternoon because, you know, he wanted to make sure it all ran and he wanted to get familiar with it. So we went out to Little Muskego Lake and... Man, Wednesday afternoon was really windy. It was a nice day out temperature-wise, but really windy. It was right before that cold front. It started getting chilly that evening. Well, anyway, uh, we got out there about, oh, I don't know, about 3.30, and we only stayed out till about maybe 6 o'clock, you know, a couple, two and a half hours or so. And, of course, since we're on the water, I mean, let's face it, if you're on the water, you got to fish. I, I mean, at least that's my theory. And so he was, you know, playing around, checking everything out, running the motor and doing whatever. And we stopped at a few places and fished. And uh, now here's one of the tips that uh, I do with my plastic worms. Instead of taking the bait mate and spraying it on an individual worm, you can get that bait mate sprayed in the boat or half of it goes in the water, more than half of it in the water. What I do is I just open up the bag of plastic worms and give a good a couple of good squirts of the bait mate in the plastic bag and then roll them around a little bit and they're all soaked with bait mate. So anyway, now I don't know if it was the bait mate or if it was just me, but I caught uh, I caught about, I don't know, about a dozen largemouth and most of them were a legal size. I think there were several in there that were 16, 17 inches, a few undersized, of course, and... Uh, and my, my son, Nick, he, he even caught one. But, you know, he was busy running his electric motor, learning that, you know, and whatever. So, But, no, uh, I was using a, a chomper salty sinker in watermelon with red flake. And I sprayed the, the, the garlic oil on it, you know, from Baitmate. And uh, everything that we caught was in shallower water. I'd say probably five feet or less. And, uh, yeah, it was a nice couple hours, you know. So that was about it. Well, and oh, and, the, and we, we didn't catch a fish in deep water because we were getting blown around pretty easily in the deeper water, you know, out in the main lake. So we kind of stuck to, the, to some of the quieter areas and, uh, you know, along the shorelines. And, and one area, though, i got to mention this. We were going along one shoreline, and weren't getting a thing and i decided to cast instead of towards shore away from shore and i caught some of the nicest bass doing that some 16 17 inches you know casting away from the shore not to the shore which 
you know, I always recommend to people, you know, if you're not getting them in one spot, try another, you know. So that's what I did, and by golly, it turned out. And that was about it. Well, that's a pretty good report. Um, and you said the biggest ones you got were 17 inches? Yeah. Pretty yeah, much? 16, 17s, yeah. You know, those, I mean, you catch a bass that size, that's a fun time. They they really oh, do yeah. put on a, put and, on a know, fight. And everywhere they were, they were by weeds. There was always weeds around. I always say that, you know, largemouth bass and weeds go together like peanut butter, jelly, Abbott and Costello, and me and fishing. <laughs> like Forrest Gump and Jenny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is it Jenny or Chinny? Jenny. J- Jenny. Jenny, I guess. Jenny. Jenny. Yeah. 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 Matter of fact, so, uh, I got Forrest right next to me. He wants to get on the air, but I won't let him. You got Forrest right next to you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh don't tell me you do a Forrest Gump impression. My friend Janay says I should listen to the skip to the cutting edge outdoors, and I'd like to, but right now I got to get to mowing. Oh, jeez! <laughs> actually, not too bad. <laughs> actually, not too bad, Sam. Yeah, actually, not too bad. What, what, what's oh, the What's the other one you do? Uh, there's another I, one you did did on the air years ago. No, can't, can't I'm remember. not going to do any more. We're not going to do any more? I, I, I think I did a Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the one that you did. You did the Rodney yeah, Dangerfield. I, I get so, no respect. <laughs> so maybe, yeah, maybe we maybe we go with one a week, Tom. Oh, one, yeah, one, that'd be good. One well, a week. We'll have, the, we'll have our listeners do them. How's that? All I got, all I got is Mr. Haney myself. Yeah, you, get it. Well, you do a good Mr. Haney. Yeah, yeah, you know, I was a big fan of uh, of the Green Egg. Actually, I just kind of liked watching Lovey and all those kind of silk outfits. Back in my adolescent young days. Anyway, yeah. hey, I got a report, uh, let's see, on fawns from the DNR. And they're talking, telling people what to do if they see a fawn laying in the, in the grass. And uh, pretty much they're telling people, leave them alone. Now, you can see a lot of people would see one and think, oh, there's the baby fawn by itself. It's been abandoned by mommy. I got to go pick it up, put it in the back of my ATV on the way back from uh, picking up the kids from soccer and call animal to control to come take care of it. But no, uh, pretty much leave that fawn right where you found it. In most cases, mama will be close by and eventually she'll come back. They, they, they Basically, they put the fawns, the, the fawn is doing exactly what it's supposed to do, just laying still and quiet. They're relatively scentless. That's why they got the spots to kind of camouflage them. Yeah. So if you go touching it and stuff, now it's a myth that if you touch it, that the that the uh, mama will abandon it. But if you do touch it, you may add scent, your scent to it, which might make it more likely for a predator to find it. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. I, so that that was kind of interesting. It does say uh, if if the fawn's in an unsafe location, like you know if it's laying right you know in the gravel by the road. You know, it is okay to move it back from the road a couple of yards, but be sure to wear gloves and a face mask once again to uh, protect the health of the fawn and make sure you don't get any scent on it. But by and large, leave them alone, uh, and Mama should return. Hey, Danny, I got an email to do before the bottom of the hour break. Uh, it says, morning, fellas. This is from J-Plug. Morning, fellas. Great story. I don't know what story, though. On April 17th, I won the Hornschwaggle. Jim, being the efficient, wealthy Douglas Count Jim, I think he meant Dan, 
Okay. Being the efficient, wealthy Douglas County landowner that he is, had my Carl's Country Market gift card in my mailbox in a few days. I emailed you on the 24th of April, curious as to when the Baitmate Coleman package was coming. You said, don't worry, it's coming, we just don't know when. On Sunday, I ordered my 11-year-old daughter a new waffle iron, and Amazon said it would be here on Tuesday, April 27th. Sure enough, I pick her up from school back into the driveway, and I see a box sitting by the garage. Figuring it was the waffle maker waffle maker that Amazon promised, I said, honey, that's for you for doing so well in school. She opened it up to find a vast <laughs> selection of bait-made fish attractant and Coleman insect repellents. She said, hmm, thanks, Dad. The waffle iron came a few hours later. I agreed with Tom, a Whopper at Burger King is hard to beat. Best in town is Mazo's on 27th Street, just south of Oklahoma, fresh ground burgers. Don't forget to try chives in your cottage cheese. Awesome. On a regular potato chip. Regards, Andy. That was a long yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. So you, you can know. imagine his little daughter opening up the box thinking it's her waffle iron and finding a bunch of bait mate going, Dad, what the heck is this? You know, I mean, there are some daughters out there that would want to keep the bait mate and say, screw the waffle iron. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Tom, yeah. what is a waffle iron? <laughs> you make waffles with it. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, you, well, seriously. It's, uh, it's two pieces, a bottom part and a top part that moves up and down. And Oh, yeah, my mom you, had one of those. She yeah, used it to make waffles. Mixture, yeah, you put your mixture on the bottom one and yeah, you close the top one on it. Wait a little bit, open it up, and you got a waffle. You know, like like at the motels, they got those little waffle makers. Except when I was in North Dakota, I, I or Montana, I screwed up. Uh, we were, I was out there with Al Shook, what, pheasant hunt. There's all these hunters there in the morning, and you're supposed to spray both the top and the bottom of yeah. the waffle maker with the no stick stuff. Well, I sprayed the bottom, but I didn't realize you had to spray the top. So I, I spent the better part of five minutes prying a slightly burned waffle out of the top of the waffle iron while the rest of the crowd waiting waited impatiently. So so keep <laughs> Dan Bush, wealthy landowner from Douglas County, keep him away from waffle irons. Oh, man. And with that, folks, we got to go to the bottom of the hour break. You're listening to uh, Sports Radio, 1250 AM. So stay tuned for more. We'll be right back. Man, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. Well, good morning. Uh, the Gut Report is brought to you by Skip. Uh, listen to me. The Gut Report is brought to you by Discount Liquor. Well, this morning's it, it's not a recipe. It's a, a bread making tip. Now, when making bread, you have to what's called proving the dough. In other words, that's letting it rise. And you're always told put it in the warmest spot in the kitchen. Well, for me, the warmest spot in the kitchen is in the oven. Well, not with the oven turned on. You put it in the oven and you turn on the light. That little light in the oven gives just enough warmth to make it the perfect bread-proving station, or I should say dough-proving area. It's perfect, a perfect temperature, and your dough will rise very nicely. So remember, if, you, if you're making bread and you've got to prove that dough, and you want it to rise, just put it in the oven and turn that light on. It's a great place to do it. 
the gut report is brought to you by discount liquor where you'll find the best price selection and service at 51st and oklahoma in milwaukee and main street in barstow and waukesha for weekly specials go to discountliquorinc.com Detroit Rock City, I mean Wacky Walleyes, Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Bait Mate Fish Attractant, one of my favorite all-time party songs, uh, driving in the old Trans Am with my customized plates that said Dan's Am. I still wish I had those plates. Anyway, uh, Tom, uh, I know you normally like to say something for uh, Memorial Day. I know it might be kind of hard to get it in at the end of the show if we got Dale Strohshine calling at that last segment, because... We can kind of roll on and on, but I do want to mention that uh, I'm going to go over to Frame Park sometime this weekend. They've got a uh, uh, traveling Vietnam memorial. It's half-size traveling Vietnam memorial at Frame Park, and I think that would be pretty awesome to go see. I believe they got people doing shifts there because I uh, had seen something that Al Shook, uh, either he put it on Facebook or somewhere, that he was there. Uh, I guess as a former veteran, uh, they're on post there from 8 till midnight uh, for a night or two. So it sounds like something interesting to do. Also, nice to see some pro sports uh, having some good patriotism. I know NASCAR uh, for their Coca-Cola 600 is going to honor a fallen Marine, which I think is great. Uh, What's the NBA doing? Are they doing anything? I doubt it. Uh, I, probably a rhetorical question there, but it's good to see some professional sports still proud of our country. Yeah, when you say Frame Park, spell that for me. Well, Tom, it's uh, it's pretty much just like you would imagine. F R A M E, I believe. Okay, I, well, I, I was I wasn't sure if I was hearing it correctly. And do you know where that's located? Uh, yeah, um, never been there before, but they I would Google it. I think it's in Waukesha, Waukesha or Wabato. I don't know. I forget. Yeah, I saw something about it on the news the other night. Yeah, I know. It it looks pretty interesting. Um, another kind of interesting thing here, speaking of racing, Henry Rifles. Henry Rifles, we talked to a representative from Henry Rifles. They are actually going, they actually have a car uh, with the Henry logo all over it and a driver, I forget the name, but they are going to be one of the sponsors, I believe, up at Road America. Yeah, it's called the Henry 180, Returns the Road America. I got this in Dick Smith's publication. A celebration of freedom, firearms, and racing. And that's going to be at Elkhart Lake. Uh, The Henry 180 will be July 3rd. So uh, that sounds like something that would be pretty cool to go and see this summer as well as we return to normal from the post-COVID world. Yeah, what time is Paul Mahala calling? Uh, Well, no, we're going to call him sometime after 7. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I'll do my memorial date day salute at just at at seven o'clock. Maybe I'll. Do that it. sounds good. That sounds good. I mean, it only it only takes a minute. So. No, you always do a good one, and it is important that we don't like just look at this as just another free holiday and kids a day off of school and they have no idea, uh, you know, or care even why why they're off and uh, you know other than to go fish and grill burgers. Uh, 
I think we got to think, you know, what is the reason behind some of these things. So that's why I think I'm going to take the time just to take a drive out to Frame Park. I'm guessing it's, it's like that wall's probably got all the names on there. Uh, people that sacri- help sacrifice their lives and serve their country. And, uh, no. and, you know, freedom isn't free. Right. Now, that's from the Vietnam War, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah, I guess yeah, it's a half I think size. if they put all the names throughout history, I I don't think there'd be enough room anywhere. No, <laughs> no. It would be one heck of a, uh, a wall, you know. It would be like the Great Chinese Wall. It'd be a lot. Oh, I, th- yeah. I think I think I could be wrong on this. I think the war that we lost the most people was the Civil War. I think that one was one that I heard had a lot of casualties uh, yeah. as well. Yeah, that was a yeah. lot. So yeah. Okay, so we covered that, I guess, a little bit there. Um, yeah, uh, also, oh, oh, another thing I wanted to mention, yeah. uh, Old John's Barbecue and Dipping Sauce. I got that with our friend Al when we went out to see his buddy Randy in North Dakota, where we didn't catch a lot of big perch, but we had a heck of a lot of good time. And he gave me this dipping sauce, and he said it's really good. It's made out there, and I thought, why in the world's this guy giving me this dipping sauce? Well, when I ran out of ketchup the following week, I found out why, because I drained that bottle in two days, and I I went online to find where I could try and find where I could get it, and the only place I could find was Shields. Have you ever been to a Shields before, Tom? Yeah, in Minnesota. Okay, yeah, uh, S-C-H-E-E-L-S. They've got one in Appleton, and I went up there, and Tom, I had no idea uh, it's a really beautiful store, and it's an employee-owned type business, and they're similar to like a, a giant Sherpers in that they've got hunting, fishing, clothing, camping, a little bit of everything. It's two stories there, and it's a real beautiful store, lots of cool mounts and so forth. Uh, the other thing I was impressed with, you know, some things are hard to, hard to find in the fishing industry right now. Uh, one of them is the map card. I got these new Humminbird locators, and I wanted to get the Lake Master Wisconsin chip. Well, of course, I went to uh, Fleet Farm. Of course, which one's all sold out? That one is. I went to uh, went to Cabela's. Which one sold out? That one. They got the one for Nebraska right next to it in the Great Lakes, but they don't have the Wisconsin one, go figure, in Wisconsin. But I went to Shields, and by golly, they had a great selection. They had every one of those Lake Master chips in stock, so I was able to pick up a second chip because the first chip I got on, I ordered online from Duluth, I thought would network with the other locator, but evidently with my system, no. So I had to buy another chip, so I got one front and back. But long story short, that Shields is a pretty good place to go. Yeah, they they make a nice store. I think most of them, I think that was started in Minnesota, I think. Yeah, and I, and I, I didn't, think I didn't know there was one in Wisconsin. Yep, up in Appleton, and it uh, seems to me when I went online, there might be one out in the western part of the state around La Crosse, but I could be wrong. Um, yeah, so yeah, you know, nice I told, you remember I told you how yesterday, Friday was my last day at Sherpers, and uh, when we come back after the break, I mean, I should say after the Hornschwaggle, I'll tell you what. They did for me because, you know, Danny, I've, I've never been one to want parties for me or anything, you know, birthday, Father's Day or anything. You know, don't do anything. You don't have to do anything special for me. And uh, 
before, you know, last week, uh, Adam Robbie, the manager there, he's asked me, what kind of cake do I like? We're going to get you a cake. I said, I don't want no cake. Don't get me that. Don't do, don't do anything for me, you know. It's just my last night, day, no big deal. And, uh, and, and so, but anyway, uh, when we come back from the break, we'll take a little bit of an early break so that we can do the, get the hornschwaggle in. And I'll tell you what Sherpers did for me. It was very nice. So oh, with, nice, without Tom. any further ado, let's take that break, Sam. We'll do it now. And then uh, coming back, we're going to do the Hornswoggle. And coming with the Hornswoggle is brought to you by Carl's Country Market out there in Menominee Falls on the corners of Pilgrim Road and Silver Spring. And also by Baitmate Fish Attractants and Coleman Insect Repellents. So you can win a $10 gift certificate to Carl's and you get a nice prize package from Baitmate. And uh, if you guess right on two out of the three statements that Danny's going to give you, so if you want to be a contestant, and by the way, if you've won in the last two months, don't bother calling because Sam, the man, uh, keeps keeps a record of who's won in the past. So we're trying to give other people a chance to win. So if you've won in the last two months, don't bother calling. And 414-799-1250. Right. 414-799-1250. Call right now to the Wacky Walleyes Cutting Edge Outdoors. We'll be right back. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. the Wacky Walleyes Cutting Edge Outdoors. I'm Dan Bush along with Tom Neubauer. We are presented by Baitmate Fish Attractants. We always take a moment to uh, especially thank law enforcement officers. We back the badge, first responders, healthcare workers, and especially today, military. And we also want to thank the fallen, the families of the fallen heroes that uh, that died to keep our uh, keep our freedoms here. So thank you all to everybody, and thanks to our listeners. And Tom, I mean Sam, sorry about that, Sam. Uh, you're, you're you're way younger and better looking than Tom. Uh, <laughs> do you have uh, a lucky horn, Hornswoggle contestant? Yes, today we got Mike in Hartford. 
Mike in Hartford. How you doing, Mike? Not too bad. I got to see you guys got some awesome bumper music, though. All right. Well, you know, Sam's kind of learned from me the best. You know, he kind of <laughs> learned him a rocker there and uh, taught him everything he knows there. So, yeah, we got to have some wake-up music in the morning, man. We can't have, you know, what, uh, I don't know what kind of music, but uh, Lawrence Welk. Can't falling asleep at the wheel. Yeah, exactly. yeah. We got to keep everybody, like Tex in the big rig, everybody. Got to keep them awake, man. But thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening. So here we go. Uh, today's topic is wood. And so here we go. Uh, as a result of the uh, recent pandemic, the price of lumber is getting cheaper and cheaper. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? Hornswoggle. Hornswoggle. Yeah, Tom. Uh, I, I, you know, I've been hearing that the average cost of a house has gone up by like $20,000. And apparently uh, what happened was when this pandemic kind of started, companies uh, kind of stopped, slowed down on production. They didn't know... Uh, you know what was going to happen, and then all of a sudden, with it surging back, they're uh, they were caught flat-footed with, and they're trying to catch up with the demand right now. So, I guess if you're going to build a new house right now, geez, even a new tree stand, <laughs> I'm going to find some old lumber. I can't. I used to go buy brand new green treated lumber to build a tree stand with. Not anymore. So, okay, you're one out of one. Uh, next one, uh, firewood. Firewood, which of course comes from trees. Um, you know, really don't worry about it. If you get some firewood from Michigan, feel free to take it down and burn it at a campground in Wisconsin or Minnesota. No problem. Um, Hornschwaggle or no Hornschwaggle? Hornschwaggle. Hornschwaggle, that's right. And it's kind of time we had a interesting conversation at the uh, World's Best Campground, the Wagon Wheel Campground in Door County, uh, uh, you know, because uh, they s had said that uh, you're not supposed to bring any wood. You're just supposed to purchase it there. And some of the some of the women folk were sitting around kind of wondering about it. And me being kind of like you've been rubbing off on me being as you're a genius and know everything. I said, well, you know, it's probably because there might be certain diseases spread by firewood. And uh, that in that is the case. Emerald ash borer, oak wilt. Other types of things can be spread, so not a good idea. So right now you're already a winner. Let's see if you would have gone three for three. All Porcupines. Right. Porcupines are good for trees because when they urinate on the bark, it helps strengthen the tree. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? I'm going to say hornswoggle. That's a hornswoggle. Porcupines, <laughs> my friends, are bad for trees. They strip the bark. Let me tell you what. They're also bad on cabins, <laughs> birch, uh, uh Wood canoes, wood panels, yeah. So I shoot porcupines every time I get a chance up at the Palatial Estate in Douglas County. So anyway, uh, any big plans for fishing this weekend? I'm hoping to be on uh, Lake Michigan tomorrow. A buddy of mine is supposed to take me out, but with the recent weather, he wasn't quite sure yet. So keeping my fingers crossed. Well, I think they've been slamming them pretty good. My friend Troy Woodrow is going to go with some friends out of Kenosha. I'm guessing there will be some limits of uh, coho and so forth, maybe some kings in there, brown trout. So I think you should have a good time. Hopefully the weather cooperates. And uh, thanks for listening. Have a good Memorial weekend. And just leave your address, and uh, we'll get those prize packages sent out to you. All right. Thank you, guys. Appreciate right. it. Have a great weekend. Thank you. All right. Take right care, on. man. So we got an email here, Danny. Uh, this is from James. James says to Tom and Dan, uh, Frame Park is right in Waukesha along the Fox River. 
you'll have a pleasant Memorial Day weekend with family and friends. Nice that Dan brought up the traveling wall for the Vietnam Memorial salute. P.S. Tom, always like to hear your easy tips. Well, thank you, James. We appreciate the information. And uh, oh, I hit something on the wrong box there. Here, and I gotta hit this here. All these, all these buttons they hit on the computer. But uh, I was gonna tell you what uh, over at Sherpers. You know, like I said, I, I I never want anything special done for me. You know, I mean, there wasn't anything special when I retired from Outdoor Wisconsin or from retired from the dent business or whatever. You know, I mean, right? I'm just not that kind of person. You know. No. So, but over at Sherpers, uh, one of the young fellows said to me, he said, oh, Tom, he says, uh, come with me to the break room. I got to show you something. So I go in the break room, and here they're waiting for me. And they got a cake for me with a nice inscription on the cake. And uh, took my picture, and we were talking about stuff, whatever, you know. It, it was very nice. And they gave me a, do you ever see those, mm-hmm. the golden rule uh, fish measuring tool? Yes. A metal one. Well, they gave me a 60-incher, and it was engraved, okay, with a real nice saying on it and all that, and that I was at Sherpers for 10 years and whatever. Uh, So they gave me one, a a 60-inch golden rule. And then when I was leaving, I, you know, last, a couple weeks back, I had ordered a bait casting reel. And so when I was leaving, I was going to pay for it. And uh, they rang it up, and uh, I said, how much do I owe you? And... Adam Robbie, the manager, said nothing. I said, what are you talking about, nothing? And he says, well, you wouldn't let us buy you lunch, so Nate said, just whatever you were, or whatever you ordered, give, just give it to you. So they gave me the real too, you know, and I was like, oh, my God, I couldn't believe that, you know? Well, that's, you know, that's really good. Uh, it was Sherpers, very nice. Yeah, it was very Sherpers nice. Sherpers is a very nice store. I've always liked all the employees when I go to the one in Oconomowoc. There were a couple nice young people working there, and uh, looks like you got some nice, nice, some girls, nice girls working by you over there, and guys. Yeah. And uh, you know, Nate, Nate has been in the studio, and you know, I like Nate. If you listen to the commercial, Nate has a voice for radio. He if does. you ever wanted another, uh, he does fantastic. Uh-huh. Yeah, and uh, we're you know it's a family-run business, which is nice. So, so yeah. listen, I how about if I do our Memorial Day salute? right now instead of okay i just can i ask one question though yeah 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 did they have a stripper jump out of the cake Uh, no (laughs) no no No, i can't have everything i guess no no (laughs) i was just hoping i wasn't blushing so that's great and and i doubt if i'll need a 60 inch uh golden rule uh ruler (laughs) i don't know if i'll ever catch a fish that big so right unless i go to the bay of green bay well, you never know. By golly, that's my plan this year. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go catch that 55, 56, 58-inch muskie. The only sad thing is my brother Tim won't be with me to slip the net under it. But by right. golly, I'm going to get it. Well, anyway, uh, you know, Monday is Memorial Day. And a lot of times, you know, people, like you said before, people, especially younger people, they don't realize what Memorial Day is. It's just another day off of school or off of work or you know, they don't realize the sacrifices that were made. And all the way from the Revolutionary War until the present, men and women have lost their lives while serving in the United States military, preserving our right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. In another word, freedom. We honor them on Memorial Day. That's a special day. 
That's why we have a special day, remembering that the freedom we enjoy was not free. There was a heavy price paid in the lives of American servicemen and women. America will always remember their sacrifice. We are very, very fortunate to live in the land of the free because of the brave. And that was it. That was it. That's very well done, Tom. Well, very well you. done. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and you know what? And we at the Cutting Edge Outdoors mean every word of it, you know, because we support our military and the, what they do. And I think yes. it's about time they're coming out of Afghanistan. Or no, uh, Iraq, coming out of Iraq. It's yes. About time. Yes, indeed. Let, um, those, let those people fight amongst themselves. <laughs> well, you know... <laughs> You know, for years growing up, I, as a kid, I used to go, well, why? Why are we in the Middle East so much? And then I'd get the answer, well, we need their oil. Well, you know what? For, fi- for once, under a president that will remain nameless, uh, we were energy independent there for a while. But that's yeah. all going out, out the door. So, yeah. You know, I, I, guess. I, I read a report last week, Danny, that the oil field that's – and this is just one oil field in America – the one that's underneath Montana and North and South Dakota, there's enough oil under there that if we were to use it under today's usage in America, you know, what we use uh, in a day in America or in a year, let's say, what we use in America in a year in oil, that at that rate, that supply that's underneath Montana, North and South Dakota would last for over 2,400 years. And I'm sure that in the next couple thousand years, they'll figure out a way not to harness nuclear power, but what to do with its waste, because that's the main thing with nuclear power. We know how to use it, and it generates energy very efficiently and cleanly, but it's what to do with the waste, the nuclear waste. So once they figure that out, we're good to go. And I'm sure in a couple thousand years, some genius will come around and figure that out for us, Danny. Yeah, well, I don't know. At one time, I believe nuclear energy was favored by people because it was a cleaner type way. Yeah, now that's fell, yeah. that's fallen out of favor. All they want is windmills, windmills that are going to uh, kill birds and cause weird frequencies and vibrations and give people headaches in the area. Yeah, wind. You know, wind and solar is fine. If somebody wants to do it, they can pay for it and do it themselves. But it's as long as they know that the sun doesn't shine at night and uh, and uh, and it's not always windy. So, hey, anyway. Hey, Tom, uh, I think we're going to run a break. When yep. we come back, can you bring us back from break? I might have to just step away for sure. a second, my friend. Will do. Oh, no problemo. Right. We'll be right back, folks, with more of the Wacky Walleyes Cutting Edge Outdoors right here on Sports Radio 1250 AM. The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Entercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between. Let's talk everything outdoors. Aboard! Ha, ha, ha! You're on the crazy train! Aboard! <laughs> Welcome to the Wacky Walleye Cutting Edge Outdoors Show. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on 1250 AM, The Fan. 
Wacky Walleye's Cutting Edge Outdoors. want to thank all of our listeners for making us the most listened to two-hour live outdoor show in Wisconsin. Dan Bush and myself, Tom Neubauer, will take you on an informative and fun ride on the crazy train. So buckle up, get your tickets punched, because we're here every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m., and we got one more hour to go. If you want to call us, give us a buzz at 414-799-1250. Or you can always email us live at ceoguys, that's C-E-O-G-U-Y-S, ceoguys, at yahoo.com. And right now, we have the multi-fishing expert guide, Paul Mahalik on the line. Good morning, Paul. Morning, Paul. Morning, guys. How you doing? Good, good. Uh, Are you there, Danny? Yes, I'm here. You made it back. All right. Yeah, and thanks for joining us, Paul. We haven't talked to you, geez, probably since uh, almost just the beginning of the open water season. But uh, just kind of wondering if you can give us a synopsis of uh, aerial lakes, what you've seen happening, what's been going on, and, uh, yeah, just kind of give us a fill-in on whatever. Sure. I've been in... uh in a boat since the middle of March, uh, you know, chasing around these uh, the lakes in Madison around here in Waukesha County. And, uh, you know, you go from 40-degree temperatures that we had uh, lower 70s a couple of days ago before this uh, cold front came through. And, uh, yeah, the crappies are postponed. Now the bluegills are starting to come in and, and do their thing. Uh, there's still walleyes in the weeds. There's pike in the weeds. Uh and, you know, I, I, I like to do the multi-species this time of year uh, where I just, you know, flip a jig with a gulp or crawler and, uh, and uh, you know, basically fish the whole month of May doing that until the water warms up a little bit. Like next week I'll start doing the muskies, but I always like to start that usually around Memorial Day. Yeah, did you happen to, uh, this last Thursday and Friday was just a bear for anybody who went out fishing. I mean, it was cold and windy, just some nasty days. Oh, it was nasty. I didn't even, I, I had plenty of things that I've been putting off, so I got yeah, a couple I, things. Yeah, those were days not to go fishing. <laughs> so, exactly. Paul, exactly. Paul, I found it interesting. You really seem to keep it pretty basic and simple this time of year when you're fishing multi-species. You mentioned the jig and gulp, uh, jig and minnow, did you say? Um, are you fishing? I mean, how deep are you typically fishing that? And are you just going, bouncing uh, it on? Yeah, anywhere from like uh, three to, you know, 12, 14 foot. You know, okay. some days when you get like, uh, you know, earlier before the crappies really came in and did their thing, you know, when you get a front, those crappies always slide off a little bit. So then, you know, going from six feet of water, you go out to, you know, 10, find them out there, and, you know, once it warms up again, you know, they, they're back and forth according to, you know, the water temperature. Gotcha, gotcha. And you say the bluegills are going to start coming in. You know, I had seen a few in the shallows out here by Pewaukee, and I thought they'd be in, but they disappeared. You know, I just saw a few, and then I've been taking a walk on the pier just about every day. I haven't seen a one since that time, but... What do you think? Next couple of weeks but to mid-June? Oh, yeah, gonna be... yeah, they were. I, I was on a couple of lakes where the spawn was running out of, you know, out of the females, and uh, the spawn was real loose. But uh, now, you know, with, with this cooler weather, a lot of times what I, I found, too, is they'll hold their eggs till the next full moon sometimes. I've even caught them spawning, uh, uh, believe it or not, 4th of July. So... You know, uh, they don't all spawn at the same time, but they, they were going a little bit when we had, uh, you know, I had 73 
74 water temperature, and then, you know, now it's back down again with a couple cold nights we had. It's all about temperature this time of year. you got to watch uh, your temperature gauge. You know, last week, Paul, uh, my oldest son was out with a friend of his last week Saturday on an area lake, and uh, one of the guys, not my son, but his friend, was using a Ned rig, and he caught a whole bunch of bass using the Ned rig uh, in shallower water. You know, he, he did sure. really good on that, even in the weeds. And I was thinking, how did he use it in the weeds? Didn't he get all hung up? <laughs> you know, unless they hit it right away when it went down, you know, I don't know. But, yeah, the you net know, rig is working around here, too. I yeah, have a lot of guys are snapping, you know, even like, uh, you know, I'm not talking uh, three-eighths or half-ounce. I'm talking the lighter hair jigs, and you snap those uh, through the weeds a little bit, too. And, uh, and And a lot of times you don't even have to put a, a piece of live bait, or you know that that hair jig sometimes speaks for it, for itself, especially when that water is colder and they don't want a real big presentation. Yeah, right. Yeah, Tom, you you mentioned the Ned rig. Um, my experience using it was back in the day on the Mink River, which I used to hit when it would be too rough uh, on Door County to go out on the bay, and I've had you know caught a lot of 19, 20 inchers in there on the Ned rig just in a couple feet of water and in the weeds and and you can with the ned rig uh cast it out and you can kind of work it through the weeds you kind of kind of jiggle it free and work it and then all of a sudden the weed becomes a fish so as long as the weeds aren't too thick you can work a ned rig through the stuff in the shallow water so absolutely absolutely until those weeds start getting really super thick and they're you know they're Weeds are coming into their own now, so, you know, in the last couple of weeks, they've come up quite a bit. How about how about some of the bait, like for pike, walleyes, have you picked any of those up this spring? Oh, yeah, we've got plenty of those this, this spring already, and it's just uh, doing the same thing, you know. I, I've got, gone through quite a few jigs this spring, you know, where you get bit off from the pike, but uh, that's half the fun of it, uh, to play them on the, on the lighter tackle, and uh, yeah, uh, we've got walleyes and a number of legal pike this uh this spring so far too and a, and a couple muskies in the net that grabbed the grabbed the bluegill so now that uh, was on Pewaukee, right no that was no. uh that was on monona oh okay um, wow i was i was with don the muskie hunter and we had a 45 in the net and the nets you know was just a you know, a panfish walleye net, it snapped the plastic. And then oh, a couple no. days later, we had a 42. And then uh, opening day, we had a 40 in the net on Wabisa. So it's, Maybe you uh, need a new you know, net it, now, huh? <laughs> well, I never, I should bring a, a bigger net along. And I always look for that, too, this time of year when I see those, you know, those muskies start chasing the bluegills. To me, that's a sign for me to start. Uh, getting my musky stuff ready to go because the muskies are ready and I want to be ready when it's happening too. Yeah, right. So you, so you said they were just grabbing onto the bluegills where they just, yeah, you know, I've done it where you can, they're, they're not even really hooked, but you can actually nurse them into the net slowly. Well, I, it, yeah, and some of it just looked at uh, that 45 actually through the bluegill and, uh, and the ice fishing jig hooked it on the side of, you know, by the cheek and, uh, and it then it, it, all of a sudden the bluegill came floating to the top, and the fish was still on. And uh, yeah, as long as the line isn't in the mouth where the teeth are, 
if you play them gently, you can, you know, you can get them in, you know, but there's a lot of luck involved there too, because any bit of teeth that touches that uh, line, it will bite, bite it pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've experienced too, Paul, where if they get turned just right and get the line in their gill plate, they pike and muskies can cut you off. Oh yeah. If there's a way for them to get off, they'll, they'll try to do it for sure. Gotcha. Okay, well, we appreciate the call, Paul, and hopefully we can give you a call. Looks like we got a great month coming up. Next week oh, looks good. warm, and uh, hopefully we can get a hold of you in a couple weeks, and you'll have a good uh, good start to the prime time of summer fishing. It is prime time. Uh, month of June is one of my favorite times to cast for, for muskies, that in September, so uh, I'm yep. looking and, forward to it. And for multi-species anglers that want to go out and get panfish or whatever, you know, I also, I get a lot of calls, but I normally just like to do the muskies, so I often try and refer people to Paul. Uh, what is the best way if someone wants to get a hold of you and do an outing, Paul? Sure. Uh, my phone number is 414-520-0542. And, and if you do book with Paul, he's normally pretty good as far as bringing some snacks and fruit food for you on the boat. I'm not going to guarantee it. I'm just saying every time I've been with Paul, he took care of me. Well, standard equipment in the boat now is uh, I got a, a small propane uh, gas grill that we usually have a little lunch. Yeah, that's <laughs> nice. That's the way Johnson, to do it. Not Johnsonville's neither. <laughs> I'll have to get you some <laughs> of my venison brats. Okay, you guys take it easy, huh? All right, Paul. All Thanks right, for talking take care, to Paul. Us. Happy weekend. Bye now. Bye now. Yep. You know, as a Happy matter of Memorial fact, weekend. a friend of mine was asking uh, about a guide on Pewaukee Lake. His neighbor wants to go with somebody on Pewaukee Lake, and uh, i got to send him an email and give him Paul's number to definitely go with him. Yep. And uh, we got an email from Kyle. Kyle sends an email to the CEO guys at yahoo.com. It says, Happy Memorial Day, fellas. Have you noticed more weeds than usual this time of year? Yes. The area lakes I fish on seem to have more milfoil present now than in the past. Seems to cause the bluegill spawn beds to be moved out slightly, a little bit deeper water. Thoughts on this? Will the gills spawn in the normal beds if they are overcome with weeds? Sent from Kyle. Well, I'll tell you what, Kyle. We'll answer that and more right after this message. We'll be right back here on... Sports Radio, 1250 AM, the Wacky Walleye's cutting edge outdoors. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois.
to the Wacky Walleyes. Cutting Edge Outdoors, we are presented by Bait Mate Fish Attractant. Hope everybody is wound up to have a great holiday memorial weekend. If you do get on the road, uh, two things. Make sure you bring extra money because gas ain't so cheap anymore. And number two, drive careful because uh, there's going to be a lot of people on the road. And uh, take your time. You got precious cargo in the car with you. No need to push it. And uh, if you do drive in the evening, watch out for those young deer running out on the road. Right. That uh, Kyle, who we mentioned before the break, he wanted to know if we've noticed more weeds than usual this time of year. And my answer was yes. I have noticed more weeds than usual. And he said... uh, he wanted to know if the bluegills spawn, uh, if they'll move out slightly deeper because uh, if there's a lot of weeds on there. You know what? I've no- I've noticed a lot of that elephant snot. Do you know what I mean by that, Danny? The elephant yes. snot weeds, yeah. Yes. Uh, I've noticed a bunch of that this year, too, you know. And uh, so, you know, it's a little early for that, I thought. But then again, you know, a lot of those weeds were popping up early when we had that nice warm weather early. And then, of course, it got cold, and then it got warm, and then it got cold, you know. So, But, yeah, um, and, and he wants to know, will the gills spawn in the normal beds if they are overcome with weeds? You know, that's a good question. I'm not sure, but maybe not. Maybe they'll move over a little bit. You know, I don't know. You know, what, you what, I've, uh, what I've observed on Pewaukee, you know, I haven't really been out on the water. A couple of weeks ago I was out, and um, I didn't notice any amount of, abnormal amount of milfoil growth, even right along the shore here, uh, I did notice some beautiful cabbage growing in the water right over by the sports dock, which I thought was pretty cool. Looked like that great, perfect cabbage, mm-hmm. which every every year on Pewaukee, it, it is, it, years ago, the, the weed lines and the milfoil were in pretty predictable spots, and um, you could almost take a map out and draw a line in advance and mm-hmm show somebody where that weed line would be every year it's different now uh, you got to go out and relearn it it's just strange where where it, for both the milfoil uh, and the cabbage weed beds especially the good cabbage now there will always be milfoil in the far east end of the lake that's you know where it gets shallow that always gets clogged up um, I, I really haven't noticed any difference right now yet um, but again some lakes every lake's different I guess yeah and I wanted to mention one more time, in case people missed it, my friend Gary is selling uh, a boat. It's a, it's a 16-foot rowboat, a 1974 low jumbo V16. It's got two swivel seats and one removable center swivel seat. It's got a roller trailer, a hummingbird wide-view fish finder, and oars. The transom is rated up to 30 horsepower. It's a thick-gauge aluminum. It's 65 inches wide. So, you know, this is just boat and trailer. He's selling for $350. And the phone number, if you're interested, is 262-510-3789. That's 262-510-3789. And there, I've done my good deed for today. Good, Tom. When I think about good deeds, I think about you, buddy. That's all I got to say. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. So I, hey, I'm just full of good deeds. Good de- you know, I, 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 we were talking about the lumber shortage. And, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, the old ammunition shortage, um, 
still continues. Hopefully, uh, if you're for our listeners at Deer Hunt out there, hopefully you've uh, you've got enough uh, ammo for Old Betsy, uh, your deer rifle, for this fall without having to try and find some. I ordered some Hornady Superformance 270 Winchester 130 grain Super Shock Tip center fire way back months ago geez i think it was right after deer season i think and like then finally i got a notice saying i could expect it like i think in june now i got another email from them uh and i had ordered it online at a place they said thank you for your patience they estimate it to ship within 26 to 38 days now oh, and wow. they want me to and they want me to call them to confirm that I still want it. Well, you know, if I've been waiting six months. <laughs> yeah, what's another you know, month? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, you know what? Uh, skip it. That's like standing in line, you know, standing in line to get into the concert or getting to the, the, the game, and you get there, you know, 90%, you're getting near the end of the line, you decide, no, I'm going to give up my spot in line and leave now. So, no, I'm going to stay on line, and, uh, or I'm going to keep that order in there. I guess i got to remember to give them a call, though. Yeah, hey, you know, uh, speaking of standing in line, you know, I think movie theaters are opening, aren't they? Uh, an opening? I'm not sure. I, I don't know. I, I, I suppose there's another. I'm sure Hollywood has another brilliant superheroes Avenger type movie well, out there, being as they can't come up with any other creative ideas. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe somebody can give us a call at 799-1250 to let us know if, if movie theaters are open yet, but... There is one movie that I, I it, it's it, it it's funny, but I do want to see it. I don't ask me why. Uh, it's a new one out, and like you said, they don't have anything new. They're just doing old stuff. Here's the new one: King Kong versus Godzilla. <laughs> you know, Tom. Who do you think's gonna win that one? <laughs> I uh, I was always a big fan of Godzilla. Zilla. Yeah. Um. But, uh, you know, it's also showing, Tom, it's some outdoor drive-ins up in Door County. I drove by a drive-in. Yeah? Can't remember where. And it, they were advertising that it was showing. And when I actually, when I went perch fishing, uh, heading over to the Mississippi River, I think it was around Richland Center, there was an outdoor drive-in that was advertising King Kong versus Godzilla. So... You know, I you know it'd be kind of nice to get to the old drive-in uh, movie back, like in the old days, where when you'd try and have one guy pay and have five guys in the trunk of the car and everybody sneak in. Did you ever try and do that? Yeah, I I went in the trunk with a couple of girls. Well, not what? Not wait a minute. I, I, let me. Good let thinking, me buddy. Right way. You know, I'm more proud of you than I used to be. I was uh, I was in the trunk with a girl, and this happened a couple of times. And when we got to the uh, you know, outdoor theater, you know, we'd park and then they'd let us out. One time I didn't want to get out, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I did anyway. <laughs> well, we the first time we tried it didn't work so good. We made a mistake. Uh, we didn't have the trunk locked, so nobody had to get out and let us out. We just had it loosely tied or held down. I don't can't remember which, but we forgot that when you raise the trunk, there used to be a light that would go on in the trunk. Yeah, we and, unscrewed uh, it. We unscrewed that screwed it. it. Yes, yeah. yes. The uh, we were caught. Yeah, we. Oh, so oh. 
thereafter, we learned to unscrew the little light bulb in the trunk <laughs> of the 69 Pontiac Bonneville, oh, which had man. a big trunk back then. Back in the days, there were vehicles that had trunks like big as beds of trucks, for God's sake. Yes. Back in the day when they, you know, when cars were cars and men were men and sheep were scared. You know, they had big cars back in the day. Yeah, and the big trunks were big enough to hold bodies, you know. You're right. Yeah. And, uh, what, what was that, the movie Goodfellas? I think that was a 69 exactly. Pontiac Bonneville or Catalina that they used in that scene. That's what I where, was thinking uh, when I said that, to hold bodies. Yeah, yeah, that's, that, that, was a, that was a Pontiac, I believe, in that movie. That was such yeah. a darn good movie. That movie and Casino... Boy, Goodfellas, Casino, there was another, oh, a Godfather. I mean, I'll tell you, those are some great, great movies, you know. And that was a that was a darn good car, Tom. That was a 428 Pontiac with 370 gross horsepower in those things. They, they put some power in those passenger cars back then. When you needed to pass somebody, you could step on it and you would pass them. So, oh, yeah. yeah, back back in the day. So, okay, what else haven't we covered? We covered movies. Burgers. Uh, oh, you know, as far as movie theaters, Tom, and then maybe we can get back to, uh, I got something I want to bring up about Fishing Line. Um, the Marcus Theater, I believe, is the one that used to have the special. I don't know if they still do. Tuesday night, you could get in there for like five bucks and you got a great deal on popcorn and everything. Yeah, I think um, there was one in Menominee Falls that one of my sons would go to on Tuesday nights. Yeah. Yeah, I, I went to one around here, too. Uh, I think it was by Brookfield, maybe, or is it out by Delafield? I can't remember. You know, you get old, Tom, you forget things. But, uh, right. yeah, that's the time to go. It's Tuesday. You know, I know you, Tom, shrewd with the buck. Um, yeah, speaking your language there. Maybe you can, you know, do the $5 night and go see Godzilla versus uh, King Kong. You know, they really got to be hard up for themes if they come up with more of this stuff, you know? Yeah, I know. They, they are. I mean, and it seems like a lot of TV shows are the same way, Danny. You know, they... They're just remakes of old shows, you know, and and it's like, you know, well, maybe they've done everything already. Who knows, you know? I heard they're even thinking about making another, like, Indiana Jones or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah, I know, which is like, right. come on, can we leave Harrison Ford alone? Yeah, yeah. I don't think he'll do it anymore. I think he's a little too old. No, What's it's uh, reported that he might be in it, believe it or not. Indiana Jones at the retirement home, you know, in his wheelchair. Well, yeah, what's he going to do, race down a railroad track <laughs> well, in a wheelchair? Apparently it's like, you know, his going out, and then they're going to pass the torch to, like, a new Indiana Jones so they can make, you know, six or right. seven more of, like, with a new actor and all that, which is just oh. not the same. So yeah. Shrewd, shrewd, yeah, yeah. yeah Some not is not the, the same. same. You know, the only remakes of movies that actually sometimes surprisingly were good because normally it's the first one that's good and they're lucky if the second one is good like the second ghostbuster pretty much bombed oh yeah and, terrible yeah yeah that, that that just wasn't yeah um the second lethal weapon was okay the second die hard the uh um but the rocky the rocky ones surprisingly he kept coming up with another theme that would get you in gross so you know from rocky one to two yep. Eye of the Tiger, you know that theme song? Uh, apparently, he wanted to use a Queen song, uh, Another One Bites the Dust, is the theme song of that, and he couldn't get the rights, so Sylvester Stallone got a little-known band from Chicago. I think it was Survivor, right? And they wrote Eye of the Tiger, which was a fantastic song. As a matter of fact, Sam, maybe you could play that when uh, we come out of the next break. <laughs> I was thinking about playing it earlier today, so I'm glad yeah. you guys brought it up. 
No, that's wow. a good one. Yeah, I have the, the same tiger. wavelength, yeah. man. I have the tiger. That sounds great. Well, let's, I'll tell you what. Let's go to a break, bottom of the hour break right now, and when we come back, we'll do Eye of the Tiger. Stay tuned, folks, for more with him, Dan Bush, myself, Tom Neubauer. We'll be right back. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. the wacky walleyes cutting edge outdoors and i just kind of want to let that one play i'll tell you what tom that's a great tune to crank if you're going into the gym to pump some heavy iron my friend yes right that sure is get jacked man so uh yeah great song gets you fired up and uh i will indeed be going to the gym today later today it's my get in shape for summer program tom yeah you were gonna tell us something about fishing line fishing line yes um you know, right now, uh, a lot of people are, you know, stocking up, getting ready for fishing. And, you know, I've even seen some in some stores kind of a uh, some bare, bare shelves or aisles or hangers, whatever you want to call it, for certain types of fishing line. And uh, I'm getting more and more into the use of the fluorocarbon. Now, for our listeners in the past who have uh, listened, you've heard me recommend, and I got this recommended to me via... Uh, our friend Ron Johnson, uh, the Invis X, I-N-V-I-Z-X fluorocarbon, uh, which is made by Seagar, 
and it's soft and easy to cast, and I've had great luck with that. Initial fluorocarbon, when it, it when it initially came out, it was kind of stiff, and on spinning, it was which was okay for bait casters, but with spinning reels, they'd kind of you know you get twists and coils and so forth. But the uh, the new fluorocarbons have gotten increasingly um, caster friendly. Another brand that I, I can recommend because I tried it this spring, uh, Berkeley Trilene. Uh, fluorocarbon XL and it's a hundred percent fluorocarbon it says on the spool professional grade and I did uh, spool up with some of that on a couple of reels this year and so far I've had good luck with that as well so either of those and if you're looking for a good all-around pound test um, surprisingly eight pound uh, has been pretty good I mean I've we've handled you know smallmouth close to six pounds on that and anybody who catches a smallmouth knows how hard they can hit now of course you're going to want to have your drag i tend to like to have my drag set a little bit on the light side but you know eight pounds seems to be pretty darn good and years ago tom you know when i was a kid i i wasn't even content to have the 10 pound strand on my zebco 33 i was going with the 12 pound um but you can uh, get by with eight or even if you want to bump it up a little bit heavier 10 works as well have you uh, have you noticed that on spinning reels that when you open the bale, if you got like ten pound or more fluorocarbon on a spinning reel, that when you open up the bale, it just seems to fall off? Um, I've got some ten pound uh, ten pound uh, Invisex that I put on a reel, and I have not noticed that with that stuff on a spinning reel. Yeah, that's yeah, all okay. I use pretty much. I, I like to use the spinning reels, uh, especially if you're going to work jerk baits. Uh, in fact, Al Linder did something. I, I think it was him. He he loves the pink X wrap uh, for jerk bait and for smallies. And uh, I believe it was on his show that he said, or maybe it was another one of the shows where the guy mentioned that it just seems working a jerk bait. There is a cadence. There's kind of a rhythm to it. To wind, quick snap, pause. Uh, seems to be the spinning reel endears itself more for that as opposed to a bait caster. Yeah, I know. I, I like the fluorocarbon on my bait casters, without a doubt. Uh, like on the spinning reels, though, I've always had them, uh, if I put 10 or more pound test on it, it, it tends to fall off when I open up the bale. It just comes off all by itself, you know. So so now, I mean, I would if, if people have that problem, all you got to do is put a, some uh, Super Braid, like a Power Pro or something, put Super Braid online first, and then use the leader, you know, the fluorocarbon leader. So. Yep, and you can tie it to tie tie it together with a uni knot uh, on both back to back. Uh, I believe four wraps is what they recommend on each one. Um, you want to make sure that you moisten up the fluorocarbon. You got to spit on it and get it nice and moist and and really cinch it up. You don't want to have any loose parts. Um, the only thing I will say is that uh, um, it can. You should retie after a while because it can break. I mean, uh, I uh, my buddy Mark, he lost a couple smallies on especially hard hits where it broke. Although I think part of the problem was is where you tie those two lines together. It, you know, if you a lot of the rods, Tom, don't have real wi wide wide uh, rod guides. They're so narrow, and I think that if you get that knot 
you know, running through cast after cast after cast, you know, running through those line guides, I sometimes worry that maybe that starts to wear on that connection. There is a better knot that uh, I was too lazy to learn how to use that our friend Ron Heidenreich uh, told, told us about. And uh, I think Mark has since mastered that one. Um, but the tying it together using a fluorocarbon leader, that does work. Having the braid actually does give you more responsiveness and feel. If you're working that jerk braid, you can feel it vibrate more as opposed to just the fluorocarbon. Uh, but I like the pure fluorocarbon now because then I don't have to have two lines tied together. A little less sensitivity when I'm working a jerkbait, uh, but still it doesn't ha quite have the stretch. And you can still work it, get a good hook set when you're fishing those smallies. You do not want to use mono for jerkbaits for the smallies, though. Mono just has too much stretch. Don't do it. Well, i I got to disagree a little bit. You know, I've been using mono. I mean, I still do. And uh, it, it hasn't hampered my, you know, catching of fish. And, and I do use, uh, you know, like the, the jerk baits, uh, the what do you call it? Uh, uh, what's the one by uh, Rapala? Um, X-Rap, Shadow Rap. No. Scatter uh, Rap. Sinking. Shadow Husky Rap jerk. Deep. The Husky Jerk or the, or the Smithwick, you know, like a Husky yep. Jerk devil's horse and that i mean i I, st I still use mono on those and i still catch fish on them but i know what you mean that you know you do have that stretch in there i grant so, you do but but you know I, it, I i always look at it to me if it ain't broke don't fix it and i've been doing well with it so i haven't switched over to the you know super braid and the fluorocarbon leader you know i, I haven't done that i i agree with you if you're talking husky jerk Regular Husky Jerk and Smithwick, I've used mono with those, uh, trolling and casting. Uh, but they've, when I talk, so I've used mono with those, but when I'm talking jerk baits, I'm talking more the X-Rap, Shadow Wrap, Mega Bass Vision 110. Um, those are much more erratic jerk baits than what the Smithwick and the uh, Rapala are relatively mild. They don't really have a real hard action when you jerk them. Uh, those other ones really do. You'll feel a vibrating. And that's why by using the braid uh, or by using the fluorocarbon, you'd feel that vibrating more and have less stretch. And you'd know it, there, there's a certain rhythm to work in those jerk baits. I mean, I was trying to show someone how to work a pink X-Rap, man, and it was just hard. He was doing long pulls instead of short, frenetic, frantic kind of pulls. It's nice to feel a vibration when you do it. Probably more important, though, than the line is you need to have a good fast action rod. You can't just use, much as I love them, for just chucking spoons off piers. An old ugly stick is hard to beat, but it's way too limber. You need a real fast action, relatively you know, stiffer rod so you can really work and feel that bait. Yeah, you know, on Gillespie's show, Pete Mena uses... Uh those Livington, Livingston lures that make noises. Yes. How do you feel about lures that make noises in the water? I'm, I'm sorry, but I've never heard a fish make a noise. They say, ooh, it sounds just like a, a wounded bait fish. I've never heard that. I mean, I, I, what does that sound like? I, you know what I mean? Uh, I, I don't know. What do you think about those lures? Well, you know, a lot of baits do have do have the rattles. Rattles, yeah. They make a... They make, yeah, they make a, a sound, but the Livingston ones, you know, they're battery operated. You know, they 
they make a, a weirder sound, you know, than just a clicking sound. I, you know I mean, what? I don't I, know. They got to be expensive. Well, I know Bill Schwartz makes his great four-inch slammer shad for Pewaukee, and the initial ones that I got did not have um, did not have any rattles in them. And then he came out with ones now. I believe I believe they all do have a rattle in them now. And uh, to be honest with you, they both work. Uh, I've I haven't really noticed any difference either way. Um, part part of me starts to think, you know, if if fish get if everybody's thrown everything with rattles in it, can eventually fish get conditioned, and could that have the opposite effect and and spook them off? I don't know. The jerk bait ones, though, like the uh, Mega Bass and the X Wrap, the beauty of those baits, they do have like the rattle kind of weights in them. But the way it works is those weights shift when you go to cast, so it's a it's a beautiful thing. You can launch those things a gosh darn mile with real light tackle. You can launch long casts, so that's the real nice thing about those Rapalas. Uh, shad, you know, they got the. Uh, Shadow wrap, uh, deep, shadow wrap, shallow, shadow wrap, shad, shallow, and deep. And then the X wrap, they got another one called the scatter wrap. I haven't done much on that. But uh, for casting purposes, having the little uh, beads or whatever the heck's in them, that is advantageous. Yeah, I would, you know, I have not seen or held one of those Livingston lures yet. I mean, I have not. So um, I'm going to have to look for them one day, you know. And Living, Livingston Lure, you know, I think uh, our friend Pete, I think, is, you know, kind of part sponsored with them and so forth. Yeah. Uh, I think they make some pretty darn good musky trolling baits as well. Seems to me there's some that they uh, were pretty hard to, to get a hold of and pretty expensive. So, um, but I'm, I'm not sure. It seems to me I saw one show on Gillespie where they talked about the Livingston and making some kind of a sound, you know. Maybe what they ought to study is, you know, fish have a lateral line. It's not sound so much as what we'd say sound. It's more like vibrations, I think, that they sense of bait fish. If someone could mimic the vibration, exact vibration of a struggling prey fish, then you might be on to something. Yeah, those lateral lines, you know, it's not just vibration that they pick up, but they also pick up water displacement. You know, they they, they can... They, they know when something is there in the water, you know. You ever see a school, of, you know, you see these shows on uh, these ocean fish and something comes by and the whole school moves at once. And you, you'd see that, and you could see that in a minnow tank, you know, in a bait shop. Put your hand in the water, the whole school moves at once, you know. They, they, they know that, uh, that water displacement. But anyway, we're, now we're getting deep into fish psychology. Yeah, you know, we're getting real complicated, Tom. Know. You know, we don't want to confuse our listeners. Exactly. It's too early in the morning. So, so instead of confusing anybody, we'll just go to a break. How's that? We'll be right back, folks, with Dan Bush and Tom Newbauer. Stay tuned for more. Wacky Walleyes, Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Baitmate Fish Attract. And thanks for listening today and hope everybody has a blessed and safe Memorial Weekend. For our final segment, we are privileged to have Captain Dale Strohshine join us. Good morning, Dale. Good morning, guys. Good morning, yeah, Dan. Good morning, Dale. Yeah, just to remind you, we got till 7.56 and we got to go. 
<laughs> Six minutes, seven minutes. Okay, good. So what's happening on the bay, Dale? Uh, well, right now we've had a lot of really inclement weather. Um, been cold. Uh, seeing some 30s up here, I think, at in the, in the morning. Wow. And the bites bites been a little t- uh, tough. I mean, the NWT was just here, National Walleye Trail. And, you know, they had the top walleye guys, uh, obviously, in the country fishing here out of Sturgeon Bay. Uh, over 30 zeros on one day. Wow. Um, yeah, so it's it's not been not things haven't been too good. Uh, I would have to say though it's going to change. We're going to you know get into you know out of this spring pattern, and uh, with all this cold weather and uh, fish are are not bedding much. Um, not seeing areas with a lot of beds. So uh, for the smallmouth and stuff. So like I said, I we're just really behind I think right now, and that's kind of uh, slowed the pace down a little bit, if you will. So, Dale, yeah. ne- next week, I think, uh, in fact, I'm planning on heading on up and camping at the Wagon Wheel Campground next week, Tuesday, for, for a week or so. Uh, it looks like the weather's going to get warmer up there. Do you think all of a sudden, if timing's right, things could start popping? Yeah, I really think that's what it is. It's probably that more than anything. At least that's what I'm hoping. Um, I've, I've got Hank Parker here right now uh, with Hank Parker Outdoors Magazine and and uh, he's staying at the resort, and we've been fishing a couple days. We're uh, actually filming a show, and uh, we've 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 got some fish. But boy, it's been uh, it's been a struggle. The, the good thing is with the smallmouth, it's been quality fish that we've caught up to this point. And um, I, I took him up the the one day to a spot where I know there's a you know a number of smallmouth that normally set up in deep water, and they're there every year, year after year, and. I told him they're never out of bite. Oh no! Well, did you did you go out Thursday and Friday? I uh, I was out Thursday, uh, Friday I did not. Yeah, because those were some miserable days. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh. even Wednesday, man. I mean, Wednesday I was out, uh, or Tuesday I think it was. Tuesday I was out. Both Tuesday and Wednesday were brutal up here. I mean, we had one day we had the wind out of the southwest, and it was just ripping. Uh, I had four-foot waves that day when we were out trying to get walleye with Hank, and then uh, Wednesday it switched out of the north, and it was just as bad. So, matter of fact, uh, the NWT ended up being a one-day shootout because yesterday was so bad, uh, they ended up canceling it. Wow. That's that's got to be tough as far as when they cancel a tournament, you know it's bad. Uh, as far yeah, as because I I remember go. you know back in the days when I fished the PWT, uh, man, we were we were on ten and twelve foot waves out in Lake Erie. Yeah, you <laughs> know, Dale, I remember you telling me that story years ago how your boat was vertical, <laughs> literally oh, yeah, vertical. I dropped, yeah, I literally dropped off the backside of a wave and and. Uh, you know, went vertical and plunged the seats back up uh, in the water. It went that deep vertically when I came off the backside of the wave, and that was when I was in my uh, uh, 690 Ranger that was 18 feet. You know, we didn't, we don't have quite those luxuries and technologies that we have today. You know, I was running 175 horse back then, and you know, you thought you were king. You know, today I'm running that 400 Verado, and and uh, it's funny how how quickly times have changed. You know. Yeah, definitely. And now you you use I think Dave Olson was telling me though being as you are on big water 
Uh, you guys have some nice nitro boats now that you're running up there that handles it pretty good. Yeah, you know the the you know there's a lot of great boats out there, guys, and the, the people that are listening. And uh, obviously, I mean these boat companies wouldn't be around if they didn't. But yes, absolutely. I mean, uh, nitro is really a, a, a premier flagship, uh, you know, for the White River Marine Group. Uh, it's a great boat, um, and you know I can't say enough about it from. The layout interior-wise, you know, whether it's a ZV-19 or ZV-20, which is our new one that we added here more recently, and then the ZV-21s like Dave and I run. You know, and these boats are really, with that 400, boy, it's, it's amazing the difference from the 350 Verado to the 400 because we used to be running low 60s, and now I'm running almost 71 miles an hour with this new 400 on the big end. And uh, it really woke that boat up. I mean, that 400 Verado, for those of you that are listening, that want to look for performance, boy, I mean, it'll definitely get the job done. (laughs) Speaking of of covering ground fast, um, I understand now you can catch fish, catch and release for smallies on Washington Island if a guy wants to run out there. Is that correct? Boy, you know, if that is, I can't honestly answer that. I don't know. I'm oh. I'm wondering if because of the fact that, you know, we we took our season off. I didn't know if that affected that or not, Dan. I I honestly that's good. I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah, okay. I think I think it is open for catch and release because well, according to in the state of Wisconsin, you can catch and release bass. Okay, there's a okay. catch and release season. Now, does that mean it's good for the Bay of Green Bay too? don't know but uh dale we we got to get running uh yeah no problem here anything else you want to say right at the end uh hey listen to all the veterans out there and everything uh thank you for your services you know and god bless you all all right thanks dale thank you dale god bless all right bye-bye guys okay bye-bye well danny another one in the books and that's all i got for this week well our friend Randy sent, has been sending me several emails. Uh, maybe I can get to some next week. But one statement he does have here says, uh, about veterans, what freedom they died for is now left in our hands. And all I got to say is, let's keep this country together with love and harmony and quit trying to be divisive and tear our own country apart. And a lot of people make- are making a living by that right now. And uh, we got people who died for it. And... We want to keep America great, and, and that's all I got. Great America great again. Yep, I got it. You got it, Danny. To all the listeners, thanks for listening, and God bless and stay free, everyone. You've been listening to the Wacky Walleyes Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Baitmate Fish Attractant. Have a wonderful Memorial Weekend, my friends. Talk to you next week. But you can't keep no chains on. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.